Well, Ness, it's such a joy uh, for, to have you with us. Um, Ness leads an amazing church in Loughborough called Open Heaven. And Ness, we've done a number of these interviews with family, friends, leaders and people that we track with. And we're asking the same two questions to everyone. Number one, what do you sense the Lord doing in this moment? We're taking Matthew 16, where Jesus says to the Pharisees, you can look at the sky and forecast the weather. Why can't you read the signs of the times? And we see it as part of our task as followers of Jesus to discern what the Lord is up to so that we can trade what we're doing so that we can jump on board what he's doing. And the second question, which we'll get to, is just what are you personally learning in this season? So firstly, based in Loughborough, but then you oversee the pioneer network of churches, this amazing family of churches. Um, what are you seeing and sensing that the Lord's doing right now? I guess uh, the main thing is that church is open 24 seven. And whereas, you know, before lockdown, uh, church would be at a certain time, certain building, certain kind of place, certain day. And if you missed it, you missed it. And you had to wait for a whole week. I just yeah. think it's incredible that church is open. It's like the, the doors of the church are open, the walls are off and the whole world is invited and is able to, to watch and join in. And, and that I think is so exciting. And so that's why, you know, all the figures that are, um, I'm sure people are familiar with now, 6% before lockdown were accessing church. Now 25% of the UK population are accessing church. And, and I, I am, um, you know, much like you, Pete, I have longed for another great awakening. I've prayed for another great awakening. I've preached for another great awakening. And now it's like, oh my goodness, because this actually be the start of something stirring in our nation again. So that's the thing that I guess I see God doing. And, you know, persecution drove the early church onto the Roman roads, which were like the cutting edge technology of the time. It's why the gospel spread. And, and lockdown is forcing the church onto the open roads of the internet, like um, the cutting edge technology of our time. And so the gospel is spreading. Uh, we just had, a, a just a couple of weeks ago, someone posted on our Facebook page, oh, hi, um, I came to a baptism a few months ago, one of my friends, I was really impacted by what I saw, and I've been watching your online, your streaming on Sundays, and I just want to thank you for introducing me to Jesus, and I'd love to be part of your community. And so it's things like that of like, oh my goodness, like God is still, you know, at work bringing salvation. So that's that's really exciting. Um, I think the other thing that uh, really is probably my favorite part of this time is what's happening on our streets. So yeah. just the fact that, you know, followers of Jesus are often at the heart of community, connection, cohesion, and all those opportunities. You know, neighbors have become friends. We now yeah. know the names of people who are once just faces. And we're finding just, it, it kind of feels like church is developing on the street, whether it's the the parties on VE Day, or we've done like, our road is called Toot Hill Road. We've done a Toot Hill's Got Talent, people videoing themselves and thinking, oh, we've done a Toot Hill Bake Off. The guy who runs our corner shop has just totally put himself out there, really gone over and above the call of duty. And so a few of us schemed together and we've raised an amazing amount of money to give to him across our neighborhood. And we're gonna present it with a huge card after the NHS clap. So that for me, it's like kind of, you see, it's like, you know, this is, this is kind of the kingdom of heaven um, coming yeah. to our streets. So I love all of that. I think the other thing that God's doing is it's almost like the scaffolding of 
church that was perhaps just not necessary, just, yeah. I don't know, religion, you know, the scaffolding has been dismantled and actually what's left is, is what's real, what's sacred, what's really important. And, and so that excites me with that we are, it's like we're weaning everyone off the scaffolding of church and we're placing then personal responsibility for stepping up, self-leadership. I've just heard so many more people developing meaningful rhythms of spiritual formation which is so exciting for, for what is to come. And then the last thing that um, I think I see God doing is in terms of families. And it's always deeply troubled me. You know, the stat about 50% of uh, kids brought up in Christian homes actually don't follow Jesus into adulthood. And, and, and what I'm seeing and, and my prayers are kind of being sewn into this is that this would be, the lockdown would be the great reversal of that stat. So that actually, you know, our, the, the I mean, we've just started something which probably other families have done for, for ages, but we never quite managed it with like the busyness of mornings. But like we're reading uh, the Bible together over breakfast, so just a chapter a day, yeah. separate it all out, you know, and... And reading in the initial Greek, yeah? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With all the yeah. commentaries and, yeah, you know, all of that. <laughs> um, but that's like, yeah, we've not done that before. And it's partly because we've got time. So that's, that's what I see some of what God's doing. Can I ask you about the stuff on the streets then? Because as soon as this began, what was so inspiring to be and I, because we've been in, in WhatsApp correspondence with, with you, is almost like immediately you were on the streets. You, you designed that card um, and others just stole the language and loads of churches, because of that response, took your you know cards and started putting them through letterboxes. But that's developed momentum. Like, what are you doing now? Let, let's say there's someone lives on a random street here in Islington or, or London. They're like, okay, I want to start building community. Give us some tips as how you can begin that journey. Okay, really practically. Okay, I shall be really practical. Um, so I just made like a, um, a blank sheet of paper and a map of boxes that represented every house and thought, okay, so every house where I don't know somebody's name, that's going to be a goal for me. So I, wow. like on Mother's Day, I put... Um, daffodils on people's doorsteps with a little note saying you know here's something to brighten your day and then when I got and I left my phone number then when I got messages back I was then able to find people's names that went with the door number and wrote them in my little map that I had right. so that's like a really practical thing create a map of your street of your neighborhood and and start to fill the boxes in of names because then when you see those people you can use their name and uh, you know all of that I think I think there's something about being a secret pastor of secret yeah. congregations. And what does, a, what does a pastor do? We know people's names. We love people. We encourage people. We know what's going on in their lives. We, you know, we call the gold out and then we pray for them. So if everyone sees themselves as a secret pastor, so create a map. And then um, I guess I just then thought once the WhatsApp group had developed, pretty much in my head, I've had a rhythm of every couple of weeks let's do something together that creates community and 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 makes life a bit more fun a bit more joyful so that's so the first one was the two who's got talent and in my mind i thought that would be a great one to do because um it allows people to shine yeah. it will inevitably create encouragement as people make themselves a bit vulnerable and perhaps do a 
you know, a song or we had like a, you know, we had someone drumming, we had a poem, we had singing, we had someone doing DIY skills, we had a dog doing dog tricks, we had a magician, we had kids doing like recorder and all of that. And obviously, as soon as someone makes themselves vulnerable, records themselves, puts it on a WhatsApp group of relative, of a bunch of relative strangers, everybody then piles in with like, yeah, brilliant, so good, love it. So that then created a culture. So in my head, just like I do with church, it's like, how do I create a culture? So a culture of encouragement, a culture of fun. So Two Hills Got Talent was the first thing. Then it was um, the Bake Off. So that was someone else's idea, but then I kind of sort of developed it. And so it ended up with like <laughs> cakes. So we ended up with five judges. And uh, we deliberately chose one of the judges who was an old guy whose like wife had died. And we just really all, all in the neighborhood wanted to look out for him. He was the head judge. So he was like, he was like Paul Hollywood of our Two Hill Road. And so he had the casting vote. And so I took photos as all the cakes were being dropped off outside our door. I took them around to the judges and then built it up on the day, the final day of the competition. You know, I'd like to announce, you know, in third entry, da 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 da, -da. And that was just brilliant. Um, and then after that, it was like, what's the best gift or the best joke of the week? Yeah. And then and interspersed with all the fun, also like like on Easter Sunday, you know, just a kind of a message. If anyone fancies church in their pajamas, here's a link to what we're doing on a Sunday. And then obviously when the blessing came out, just a little post, here's something to lift your spirits, you know. So yeah. weaving in a little bit of God content into the community yeah. activities. And then like VE Day was just an absolute brilliant day, street party. And I took photos, sent it to our local newspaper. They then posted it. And so then again, our neighborhood then sees pictures of, of us having fun in the middle of our local newspaper. So that then got posted and shared. Um, yeah. And then this one at the moment, which is around, I guess, a, a kind of a, I guess it's more like, you know, we're used to in church, aren't we, honoring people and blessing them and publicly thanking them. And so I've just, again, taken that cultural concept and put it into our street. So the, so the, cor the, corner, the corner shop guy, everybody has been blessed by him because he's, he's, you know, he's hand delivered groceries to people who are shielding. He's kept the shop open. It, it means that he doesn't get to see his wife and his kids that much because he's felt really committed to, to, uh, to keeping the shop open. And so um, I knew there would be a huge feel good factor of people wanting to honor him oh i love it and it it is so practical and yet those those moments where joy breaks into despair i mean that is a a taste of the kingdom and i, I totally love it one other question then because obviously we're experiencing this at a really micro level like almost like street level even household level but this is also like a shared experience globally so we're being pulled together at a hyper local level and a global level and again you're experiencing that on your street but you're also and i know you'd never use this language essentially a bishop of a movement of churches that you're kind of like you're parenting this kind of um, family of churches in the Pioneer Network, which is this incredible family of churches that are planting and it's alive. One of the things we're seeing right now is, is unity, like these denominational barriers, they're, they're being broken down. Who cares what denomination you're in? We need each other as church right now. Just name some of that, your experience of that. It's like anything, isn't it, of, of when we are um, under pressure or kind of under threat, I think it, again, it all the... The stuff that doesn't matter just falls down and the stuff that really matters gets front and centre. And 
And I think leaning into each other, leaning into each other's strengths, recognizing our similarities are so much more than our differences that you know and you know and it pleases Jesus when his church is unified and I just think that it's actually caused us to become more of the church that Jesus wants us to be and can handle another great awakening. Final question then Ness just personally like we spoke just before the interview that I mean these are challenging times for leaders, but just individually. It's a slog at times, isn't it? But what are you personally learning in this season? Being really honest, uh, my primary emotion during lockdown has been one of frustration. So I think just frustration around how I want to lead, how I instinctively lead. For me, it's all about people and touching people and looking into people's eyes and, you know, uh, and and encouraging people and, and, and to... To have the limitations of screen, I found really frustrating. And um, I'm not good at tech. And so having to learn a lot a lot about something that is way, it's like having to write with my left hand all the time. That's what lockdowns felt like to me. Um, and, and being really honest as well with some of those frustrations, I then have been sometimes disappointed at my own reactions. So I historically would have characterized myself as quite a patient person. And I found myself impatient. Um, impatient with me, impatient with others, and and again, being really honest, I've had to do a bit of heart work and just um, yeah. just a bit of like, oh God, I'm really sorry. Like some really ugly stuff has come out, and you know, God's always so gracious, but that's been a bit like, oh, like I would have I would have hoped I would have responded or reacted differently in some situations. Yeah. So yeah, first I have found it frustrating and. Um, Amongst all the excitement and all the good things that God is doing on a personal level, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I wouldn't say that I am enjoying lockdown, um, but I am, I, yeah, I'm having to work hard to find, you know, find the joy that used to come much more readily and easily before. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I think one of the fascinating things is that as we experience whatever our dominant emotion might be, as the grace of God touches that. You know, I feel this, I'm sure you do, that we are being transformed. And it's not always a beautiful process, but we know the outcome is, is to be more like Jesus. But as grace encounters the mess, there's a reordering. Um, and, and we're all in that. And I'm sure all of us can relate to what you said. Ness, you're an absolute inspiration. We love what you're doing in Loughborough and the way that you and Rich lead together. It's an inspiration to so many of us. So thank you for doing what you do and thank you for joining us. Huge love to you and God bless. God bless.